The headline yesterday, of course, brought to us by the Bank of Canada, which, again, I think for the fourth time this year, raised interest rates. And the rise, of course, brought about a conversation on, you know, what happens next, because we've got news of a slowing economy, lots of talk about tariffs, lots of talk about a trade war, you know, what's going to happen with the economy. And then there's, you know, what happens with the housing market? Because while the market, uh, I think, slowed down for the first six months of the year, we have news now that it's starting to stabilize. But what happens when the rates go up? I think a lot of people suggest that that will slow the market, but it also could create some great opportunities for those looking to get in or not. Let's bring in someone who might have some different analysis altogether. Rabina Ahmed Haq joins us. She's our Global News Radio personal finance expert. Hello there. Hello. You know, if you're kind of, you know, if you've got your ducks in a row and you've been able to save up some money, and even if the interest rates go up, there is an opportunity to buy now, correct? Would you be telling people to buy now? Um, or would you say wait? I mean, my, my philosophy is always the same when it comes to home buying. That is, you should have 20% down, mm-hmm. and you should be able to afford your mortgage payments, which the stress test already forces you to do anyways, at two percentage points higher than what the bank is offering you. So if you're getting a rate of 3.5%, Put in 5.5% and see if you can still afford those payments. Mm -hmm. And also consider all your other debt obligations, your car, you know, student loan, anything that you still are obliged to pay back. And if you can afford that home, then go for it. I mean, there's never a bad time to buy a house um, if you're holding it for the long term. But if you're thinking of flipping, where a lot of people have made money in the last 10 years by just simply buying and holding a house and selling it the next year, I wouldn't advise doing that now. It doesn't look like home prices are going to rise quickly, at least, in the next many, many years to come. So you think the market's going to kind of stay where it's at right now? Well, there's a new survey today out by Royal LePage, or this week anyways, um, that says that at the beginning of this year, which everyone can agree on because the data is already out there, the whole home market did slow for two reasons. One, because these stricter mortgage rules came in and made it harder for people to borrow more money from the bank. And two, the bank raised interest rates in January by 25 basis points, by a quarter of a percentage point. So the first six months, which normally spring is the time when people really do get into the housing market, selling and buying, that's the busiest time for real estate. It wasn't that busy. Um, I read somewhere saying that in spring, never sprang or never bloomed for the real estate yeah. market this year or something, something like that. Anyways, um, so now Royal LePage is saying that there is this pent-up demand of people who have been sitting on the sideline watching what's happening with the markets who may get back in and we might see a little bit of a bounce, especially in Toronto where everyone knows that the homes have been sitting on the market much longer than they were even a year ago. Mm-hmm. And the pr- you, you, you know, you'll look a couple of weeks later and say, oh, they've dropped the price by 50000 And that's happening quite consistently across the city. Um, so this is what this Royal LePage study is saying. But I sort of disagree because nothing is pointing towards housing prices going up. In fact, with the yesterday's rate increase of another 25 basis points, that points to home prices actually slowing down. And because Toronto saw such a dramatic increase, this is where we're going to see the most dramatic decrease as well. Okay, so how much of this is, you know, when you see a study by a particular real estate group, how much of this is just marketing and sales? Because they have, they're trying to sell houses. They're trying to uh, get people into, um, into the market. So if they put that out, I mean, generally speaking, it can work for them. So how much of this is propaganda and actual uh, substantiated analysis? 
Well, it is in a real estate company's best interest <laughs> to make you feel good about buying a house. So that's sort of my answer to that question. I, for them to say the real estate prices are going to go up, it's really them saying, hey, get back in the market yep. and buy now, right? Yep. And yes, you have to read this report with that grain of salt because they want you out there shopping for a home because they're going to make money when you do that. Same when mortgage brokers put out you know, reports about where mortgage rates are going. You have to kind of think, mm, are they really doing this in their best interest or is this something that they're actually basing on what, you know, what's showing in, in the data? And right now, the data is showing that the home prices are going to slow. I mean, uh, many people have been priced out of the market as it is. So we have people who simply just cannot afford to buy the house that they wanted to. So they're going to cheaper options already and not getting into that, maybe that, that bigger home that they might have pushed and got into if they could have gotten a bigger mortgage from the bank. Um, and they're already settled. And so, yes, there may be some pent-up demand, some people who have been sitting on the sideline, but that's not going to make prices skyrocket. What I did find in interesting in this report was that prices around the GTA did seem to go up because a lot of people are leaving Toronto and going to Hamilton, yeah. Guelph, yeah. other places where I've anecdotally, I've heard so many young couples say, I'm just not going to bother. I'm going to go to a place where I can actually afford my home. And not to mention the quality of life. Like Toronto's fun, but it's a very tiring city and the quality of life you can have somewhere. Well, no, you can have a much better quality of life. I'm sorry, Toronto. In, in a like, I begged my husband to go back to Hamilton, uh, Guelph, because you get property. It's It's not as congested. I mean, there is something to be said for that. I lived in London, Ontario for a very short amount of time, and I remember everything just being easy, like getting your license renewed, easy, getting into your yoga class, easy, getting, you know, little things in your life that sort of frustrate you where you get to your yoga class one minute before and there's no space and you've got to ask someone to move over and kind of squeeze in between them. All that stuff just didn't happen. Everything just seemed very available. And, oh, yeah, I'll just do it at the time that's most convenient for me, not when, oh, my gosh, I can't get on the 401 at 3 in the afternoon it's going to be jammed. You have to really sort of plan your day when you live in the city. And I agree. I think a lot of people are fed up with it. They're fed up with the congestion. They're fed up with the hustle. And now with so many young people doing, speaking of hustle, doing side businesses yeah. and get, working in the gig economy. I mean, I work in the gig economy. I could probably do 90% of my stuff from the Bahamas if I wanted to. I would really not have to go into the city of Toronto all that much. Yeah. And so a lot of people in my position might say, why am I here? Why don't I move somewhere it's a little bit easier to move around and do my work from my home office there instead. Right. The other thing that you and I had talked about a couple of months ago was the increase of bankruptcies that we have started to see because there's so much personal debt out there. And when we were starting to see the interest rates creep up, there was a real conversation going of people being overmaxed, overstretched, and possibly you know having to redo their mortgage because I think half of Canadian mortgages were due this year. Yes, um, that's right. And so we're, are we starting to see any kind of cycle of people getting pushed out of their homes because they're just over leveraged? So we might start seeing that. I mean, there's report after report that shows that there is a large segment of Canadian society that is a couple of hundred dollars away from yeah, not being able yeah. to pay their bills. And that's pretty scary. So what do you do? You have to sell that home that you yeah. can't afford anymore. You get rid of one car. You stop doing things that make you happy, like going on holidays and entertaining your friends at home. I mean, that's when you really start to hate yourself because you think, oh my gosh, I've gotten into this house. I loved it in the beginning and now I'm house poor and I can't go anywhere. And, and do it's anything. the worst. It is the worst stress you can go through. 
Well, the, usually the first five years, and I, this is a little bit of sort of just from my own experience for young people, the first five years of home ownership is hard. Even if you get in with a 20% down payment, you're at the top end of your mortgage. You're paying the highest amount of interest, and you get that letter in the mail at the end of the year that tells you how much interest you paid and how much you paid on principal, and it makes you want to throw up because you realize, oh, my goodness, half of it went right towards interest payments. But when you renew at five years and your mortgage payments just seem to start feeling a little bit easier, you're getting closer to that end, end goal, that's when things start to feel a little bit more comfortable. So anyone get buying a home today, just be aware of that and understand that everyone kind of goes through that in the beginning because you're in the most debt you're ever going to be in your life. And it's, it's, not, a, it's not the best feeling always. It's never the best feeling. <laughs> But, at some point, but housing debt is good debt because, I mean, in my opinion, real estate prices, if you hold on to your home... That tells me years, that you don't have any house debt, so therefore that's why you say it's not so bad because you're like this multiple property true, owner and you're like, you've got savings. You're just one of those weird people that got your crap together, right? I'm not weird. I'm savvy. You're normal. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I heard Tony laughing in the back. That's not Tony. That's Mike. Oh, <laughs> Mike's the millennial East trick. I'm never getting into the housing market. <laughs> I'm going to send um, Alex you a report from the 19, like, late 80s, early yeah, yeah. 80s profile. I know. You know, it, 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 it's a, you could just basically take that report and revoice it today and put modern pictures on it. I mean, it's the same kind of who's ever going to be able to afford a house in this city and this man has to live four hours out of the... Uh, my parents had 19% interest rates on their house. I exactly. mean, that, that's, that's what it was like back in the, in the old days. Yeah, but I mean, I just caution people, now that interest rates are going up, if you have a lot of debt, this is the time you want to make those lump sum payments. This is the time you want to look at where you can cut back. This is, what, this is the time when you want to run away from home and never come back. Or run away from home. or <laughs> Just put your head in the sand, it'll all go away. But I then, don't you know, suggest that. We're still pretty, we're pretty much at rock bottom still. I hate to warn people I know, about I know. that. I know it because this is the highest. The bank uh, raised rates now, the target rate is 1.5%, 1.5%. Prime is at 3.7%. Um, this is the highest that rates have been in 10 years, believe it or not. I know. But I know. still pretty low compared to the average, which is usually around uh, 4%. So we've got a long way to go till we get to normal. And um, people who are in a lot of debt who've taken those, you know, seven figure mortgages should start thinking about how they're going to get some of that mortgage paid down before rates start to rise. And that, that payment becomes almost impossible. Good advice. Got to ra- uh, leave it there. Thanks so much. Thank you, Alex. That is Miss Rubina Ahmed Haq joining us tonight.